Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> Openings or closures become a potent midterm issue for Republicans to win back the suburbs. Oh, I think it could be. I, mean, I hope we got that there. Uh, that look. Maybe I'm kidding myself. But as time goes on, the voter who is just trying to figure out, as I said how to take care of their family, put three squares on the table, stay safe, be able to pay their mortgage or their rent, etc. Uh, is becoming much more informed on the um, the motives of um, some of the political players and some of the and the political parties. And I think that they are not going to be as susceptible to believing some of the outlandish things that have been said and continue to be said. You know, every, every president, not necessarily in the first 12 months, but every president in the first couple of years, most every president, excuse me, of the last presidents, at least four of them, have had polling numbers that are 44% favorable so it's this idea that but you all not you all but now it is well biden's it one poll showed him at 33 percent the average is 44 45 percent one poll him at 49 percent i mean the idea that um the american public are trying to sift their way through what's real and what's and what's fake Welcome back. That was Joe Biden's speech from Wednesday, or at least a piece of it. It was not as long of a speech as it was questioning in the end. He took quite a bit of questions, and I think that pretty much surprised everybody because generally he doesn't answer or stay for any type of questioning. And if he does, it's all handpicked, and they're generally softball questions that are very hard to mess up, very easy to remember what to say. He actually got asked some realer questions this time, and as a result, what you just heard is what you got. Uh, in a in a way, the side of me that still has a heart, <laughs> yeah, I, you got you can't help but feel bad for the guy. I mean, he really loses his place. He's not really answering the question that you're asking, and then he rambles on. Uh, I think trying to recall what he's supposed to answer or give you this long drawn out answer that doesn't really make sense to the question asked, but you know, he's up there doing that. He was also nasty in his speech too. So don't get me wrong. It's not that I feel completely bad for this guy, but just to watch somebody deteriorating so badly on stage, answering questions and just knowing that his cabinet, his his people around him are parading him around like that. 
And instead of saying, you know, this wasn't the right guy for the job because obviously he's got a lot of mental problems, they just put him on stage and make him look like the bumbling idiot that he is. In his speech, he was extremely critical of the Republican Party. Uh, He was patting himself on the back. There was a question asked that you promised a lot on the campaign trail and you haven't really delivered. What do you say to that? And at least in, in Joe Biden's opinion, he thinks that he delivered even more than he had promised on the campaign trail. <laughs> I don't know how, but he thinks he did even more. I want to play you an additional audio clip. It's a couple minutes long, so bear with me. Here it is. I did not anticipate that there'd be such a stalwart effort to make sure that the most important thing was that President Biden didn't get anything done. Think about this. What are Republicans for? What are they for? Name me one thing they're for. And so the problem here is that I think what's happens, what I have to do in the, in the change in, in the tactic, if you will, I have to make clear to the American people what we are for. We've passed a lot. We passed a lot of things that people don't even understand what's all that's in it, understandably. Remember when we passed the Affordable Care Act and everybody thought that, uh, you know, it really was getting pummeled and beaten. And it wasn't until after out of office and that next campaign, when uh, that off year campaign. And uh, I went into a whole, I wasn't in office anymore. We went a whole bunch of districts campaigning for Democrats and Republican districts who said they wanted to do away with, with, uh, Healthcare with Obamacare. And I started pointing out that if you did that, pre existing conditions would no longer be covered. And they said, Huh? We didn't know that. We didn't know that. And guess what? We won over 38 seats because we had explained to the people exactly what, in fact, had passed. Now, one of the things that I remember saying, and I'll end this, I remember saying to President Obama when he passed the Affordable Care Act. I said, you ought to take a victory lap. And he said, there's so many things going on, we don't have time to take a victory lap. As a consequence, no one knew what the detail of the legislation was. They don't know a lot of the detail of what we pass. So the difference is, I'm going to be out on the road a lot, making the case around the country with my colleagues who are up for re-election and others, making the case of what we did do and what we want to do, what we need to do. And so... I don't think I've overpromised at all, and I'm going to stay on this track. You know, one of the things that uh, I remember, and I'll end, is, uh, I was talking with, uh, you know, uh, Jim Clyburn, who was a great help to me in the campaign in South Carolina. And Jim said, and when he endorsed me, and there was a, there was a clip on television in the last couple of days of, of Jim, and it said that we want to make things accessible and affordable for all Americans. That's health care. That's education. That's prescription drugs. That's making sure you have access, access to all the things that everybody else has. We can afford to do that. We We can't afford not to do it. So I tell my Republican friends, here I come. This is going to be about what are you for? What are you for? And I'll lay out what we're for. Okay, this speech was a disaster. <laughs> I mean, and so many 
levels, this speech was a complete disaster one way or the other. Um, Republicans, what are they for? Generally, if you're a real Republican, not a rhino, you're for freedom, you're for small government, you certainly don't want to pass bills like the ones they're presenting. When Joe Biden says that he's looking to give you free health care, to be honest with you, you can get free health care right now. Medicare, Medicaid, there's all types of programs for underage children that get free medical attention, uh, medical care, excuse me. You want free schools? Well, what does he think public school is? Kindergarten all the way through 12th grade is free, unless he's talking about college, which again, college should be something earned. It's not something given. It's something earned that you got to work hard for for yourself. That's not a given. But unless he's talking about college, you get free education. Prescription drugs. Under President Trump, prescription drugs were the lowest that they had been in I don't even know how long. And just because Joe Biden reversed everything he did within his first couple weeks of being in the White House, that went away and people's prices skyrocketed once again. We had that. He took it away. So I don't know what he stands for, but I certainly know that, yes, you don't stand for the same things that a true blue Republican conservative would actually stand for. The whole purpose of his speech was to kind of do a victory lap because he's one year in the White House and he wanted to tout all of his accomplishments. Problem is, he don't have too many accomplishments. I'd like to just take some time and really go over during this year. First and foremost, Joe Biden promised on the campaign trail that he would get COVID under control. As you can see, COVID is completely out of control right now. I'm not upset about it, so please don't confuse what I'm saying. But if you're going to tout accomplishments of what you're going to do, he promised to stop COVID dead in its tracks. We are not only not out of the woods, but he's reverting back to some of the first policies and lockdown measures and everything else that were in the beginning of the pandemic when we had very minimal information about it. When you're seeing in these blue states, they're shutting down schools again and putting kids in remote learning, that's a problem. They are continuing their effort to force everybody to wear masks, even though it is proven that the cloth masks you wear do not work. He wants everybody to get shots and vaccinated. However, again, that has now been proven to be useless, especially against the Omicron variant, because whether you're double shot or triple shot or like in Israel, you got quadruple shots, it's not stopping it. Everybody's still catching it. So he failed at COVID. That was one of his promises. Bringing the country together. He said he was the great healer. He was going to come in here and make sure that he brought us all together because we were so divided. We are more divided today than we were even under Donald Trump. And one of the main reasons is his administration is causing that division. Comments like the ones he made about the Republicans, the constant attack on Republicans, the constant attack on Trump's people and Donald Trump still, it's, it's causing even more division than we had prior to this. What has he done with foreign policy? Our foreign policy is, I mean, non-existent, <laughs> let's say. Uh, he handled Afghanistan real well by pulling out of Afghanistan. 
We end up losing American soldiers. People are suffering over there now because the country is run by a terrorist nation that has now taken all women's rights away and they are seeking out anybody that helped the United States and they're murdering them. So that's all that blood is on his hands. Then you have stuff going on right now like Russia getting ready to invade Ukraine. Well, Russia is the type of country that's run by people that respect power. And if they don't think you have any, they're going to do what they want to do. Putin is no fool. When Putin looks at Joe Biden, he sees a hollow shell of a man that has no backbone and is not running the country. If Joe Biden actually had a backbone, you don't wait until Russia invades Ukraine to sanction them. What he should be doing is saying, we are going to sanction you right now. We're going to send troops to that region. And if you dare invade Ukraine, we will defend them. You sanction them now before blood spills. You show him that, hey, I'm in charge here. I'm in control of this situation, not you. And Russia would back off. However, since they know he has no backbone, they're not going to do it. Same thing with China. China is preparing to invade Taiwan. It may take longer, but that is one of their long-term goals, to take over Taiwan. Same way they took over Hong Kong and reclaim that land. Be All of this is going on because of weak leadership. Because they see on TV speeches like that that shows his mind is gone and they are not afraid of him. Let's tout some more of his accomplishments. We are at the highest percentage of inflation in 40 years, over 7%. We haven't been this bad since the 80s, okay? The 80s. So anybody that's younger than that, inflation has never been this bad in your lifetime. What has he done to our gas and our energy sector? He's destroyed it. We are now energy dependent on somebody else. He has taken away our independence. It is not America first. It is his agenda first. Border. We've had more illegal crossings this year than we have ever had before, period. So how could he get up on stage after all of that? And believe me, there's even more. These are just your big ticket items. And actually try to beat his chest acting as if he did a great job and so much was done under his administration. If you're talking about the destruction of the United States, then yes, bravo, you've done an excellent job at that, but you certainly have not done anything to help this country. Now, for the sake of argument, if you happen to be a Democrat or a liberal and you think Joe Biden is a good president and he's done a good job, what has Joe Biden done that he has promised you he would do? Joe Biden promised you that he was going to pass his build back better uh, socialist fascist nightmare of a deal, which didn't pass. Thank God. So you didn't get that. He also told you he was going to enforce some type of police reform, create some type of bill that would enact police reform across the country. He hasn't done that. He told you that he was going to fix voting laws across the country because he believes that it's not fair to have an ID 
for people to vote. It's really a federal takeover of voting because then the federal government gets to count and set rules and regulations, and we all know it'll be very one-sided, and there will only ever be one party in power beyond that. He doesn't want to sell that to you. What he wants to poke at is, Oh, you need an ID. Oh, people don't have IDs. They can't get IDs. People don't know where their local precincts are because they don't know how to use computers. And unfortunately, the people that I'm talking about are black people because those are the ones that they use, not me. Okay, I, I don't think anybody's that stupid. But apparently, the Democrats, even though they act like they're for the black community, they're for the Hispanic community, they also think you guys are dumb as a box of rocks. Let's, let's just be honest. They don't think you know how to get an ID. What's more amazing to me is they call it racist. It is racist that you must have an ID to vote. One of our most sacred things in the United States. But it is not racist in these blue states that are requiring, requiring excuse me, vaccine passports. That you have to have some proof of vaccination. It's not racist that you must produce that to enjoy normal freedoms that you should have regardless. You shouldn't have to show any type of papers to sit down in a restaurant, to go to a sporting venue, to go out to the opera, to just go in your local grocery store. You shouldn't have any of that. That's not racist. But getting an ID is racist. I I just, I don't understand the logic there. But okay. He didn't, he was unable to pass that. So in a desperate attempt, what did they do? They try to use a nuclear option to either change the rules of the filibuster or do away with the filibuster. Well, that failed as well because you at least had two Democrats that have a little bit of sense that understand that whoever has the majority in the Senate, if you get rid of the filibuster, they can pass whatever they want, which means that the United States will have radical swings in both directions. So whoever's in power, we're going to get pulled far left and then we'll get pulled far right. It's going to be off balance and ultimately it will destroy America. Cinema and Manchin feel that way, so they voted accordingly. Now I know on a side note, there's been a lot of talk about asking Manchin and Cinema to possibly join the Republican Party. Let me tell you how bad that would be. We're trying to clean up the party. We're trying to get rid of a lot of these rhino Republicans. We want to bring in freedom-loving, patriotic Americans that care about this country and they want the country to do well. They want to put us first and they want everything to run as it should. Manchin and Sinema both did vote. They were a yes vote on the federal takeover of voting laws. So they are not conservative by any means they may have some principles that they stand on but they are not conservatives so them joining the republican party would not be a good idea so that was just my little side note and then going back to covid once again he promised you he was going to take care of covid and he failed there as well a lot of these issues are not right and left but to my liberal friends that think that Joe Biden is doing such a great job, he lets you down just like he let down the rest of the country. You cannot look me in the eyes with a straight face and say this man has done a good job on anything, even if it's against what I believe. See, if you're a liberal and he was able to pass all these things and he got all this done, then I can understand why you think he did a great job. But he didn't. He didn't even pass any of your radical ideas that you wanted. 
So where is this illusion of him doing such a fantastic job in his first year? I do like how he tried to deflect and he tried to play the number game. So, you know, one poll's got me at 33% and one poll's got me at 49%. And most presidents are only around 44, 45%. Fact of the matter is, his numbers have been consistently going down all year. He is not under investigation like Trump was. Trump's numbers in the beginning, in the first year and a half, would go down because of the whole Russia collusion thing, and people were unsure whether he actually colluded with Russia or not. Then once it was found out it was a complete hoax, it all turned around. Joe Biden's numbers are going down because he is an ineffectual, poor excuse for a president. He has done nothing to benefit this country. He has only hurt our nation up to this point. So listening to this speech was irritating. It was insightful just to, you know, sometimes you got to watch these people and do you really buy into your own bull crap? And I would say that for the most part, he definitely believes what he says. At least that's the way I perceive it by the way he looks and the way he acts. It was also very eye-opening because this is one of his first bigger addresses. And it's eye-opening for not only us, which we already know that the man is struggling, but it's eye-opening for anybody who's an independent or a liberal that took the time to watch this and watch him answer questions. You see the mental decline. And if you don't, it's because you don't want to. You can't fumble around your words that much, get lost in thought. and It's just not normal. You are obviously showing that you're having cognitive issues. One reporter did call him out on that and asked his opinion on it. I want you to hear that too. It's very short, but I was surprised somebody finally got down to the nitty gritty and asked him something like that. Here that is. I'd like to, um, I'd like to raise a delicate subject. Uh, but with utmost respect for your life accomplishments and the high office you hold. A poll released this morning by Politico Morning Consult found 49% of registered voters disagreeing with the statement, Joe Biden is mentally fit. Not even a majority of Democrats who responded uh, strongly affirmed that statement. Well, let you all make the judgment whether they're correct. Well, so the question I have for you, sir, if you'd let me finish, is why do you suppose such large segments of the American electorate have come to harbor such profound concerns about your cognitive fitness? Thank you. I have no idea. He has no idea or he just won't say. I think he does have an idea. He, I'm sure, knows what he is going through. They just don't want the public to know. that They showed you his medical report more than his doctor coming out and saying he's in great physical condition. Have they shown you anything on that report to prove to you that he is not suffering from some type of a disease that will affect him cognitively? No. So we're only left to what we know is when what we know is what we see. And what we see is somebody that's on stage who very much most of the time struggles to answer very simple questions 
but nobody wants to address it. It was a little refreshing that finally a reporter, somebody would call him out on it and ask him about it because generally when he's taking questions, like I said in the beginning, they're softball questions, they're pre-written, he already has the answers in hand, it's like a walkthrough, we're all done, thanks everybody for coming, Yeah, see you later. It's nice to see him get called out. I can tell you from at least my point of view, Joe Biden has been a disaster with this first year. We have three more. I'm not looking forward to it. I am looking forward to midterms in November. I do believe that the Democrats are really in a lot of trouble come November. But you, it's easy to say that. And people get comfortable thinking that. But at the end of the day, it's only going to matter if you get out and vote when the time comes. You got to get out there and you got to vote. You got to trust in the system and do your part. And then you know at least you can rest easy saying, hey, I did what I was supposed to do. But I do believe they're going to have some big problems in November. I anticipate that we will pick up at least a couple, if not more than a couple of seats in the Senate. I think it's going to be a bloodbath in the House. And at that moment, I think we can all take a little sigh of relief that at least we know for the next couple of years, we don't have to worry as, you know, about any real big radical changes that are going to put us in a bad position here in the United States. So that was Joe Biden's speech. And that's a wrap. Um, starting Monday, five days a week, I will be on. You will hear me. My uh, episodes will be out early 3 a.m. like I usually put them out uh, Monday through Friday. So start Monday, I will be going five days a week. Uh, I will also Monday announce the names of my YouTube channel and Facebook link. Uh, you know, I like I said, I don't really want to join them, but I don't really have much of a choice if I want to keep furthering myself along here. So that will all be happening on Monday. Uh, if you'd like to follow me currently, I am at... Uh, Twitter at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N. Parlor and Gab, I am at The Real Little Joe. Cloud Hub, I am at Little Joe CC. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can go to littlejocc.com, go to the contact section and leave me a message. If you'd like to check out any videos I do, currently they're on Rumble at Little Joe's Conservative Corner channel. Um, they will be obviously starting next week on YouTube and Facebook as well. I hope you have a beautiful weekend. We will do it again on Monday.